0: two, one, two, three, four. Hey, y'all, it's Seba. The Southern Fried Witch and this is episode 61 of season 2 and today I'm a little worried. I have a sniffle and a funny feeling (laughs) and I think my grandbaby might have gotten me sick and let's just all cross our fingers and because of that I think I wanted to go ahead and kind of come in here early so this won't be released for a while but I'm doing it on the 11th of January Just in case I get too sick to podcast right after coming back from a break. Because y'all know that's the way the witch life crumbles. Anyhow, I wanted to speak briefly to this new project I'm working on. I released a podcast last week about going feral and doing naked witchcraft. And right after that, I suppose, what was it today? This morning, I think. I'm not sure. Byron Ballard, my beloved Appalachian sister and friend, announced the name of her title of her next working book, which I'm really excited about, very excited about, but it has a similar context because Byron and I tend to think along the same lines. What I'm doing is different, but her new working title that she's going to be doing for Llewellyn is Feral Church, Finding Goddess in the Wilderness. And it is uh sexy. <laughs> or at least what I call sexy. Anytime you're out in nature, that's where I wanna be. So I wanted to clear that up. I didn't know that was gonna be the title of her work, and I reckon a which witches just all run the same damn pass through the woods, don't we, Byron? But also I wanted to speak to something else. I've had quite a few emails that came through, y'all. And they had to do with um I guess it was kind of sweet in a weird way, the assumption that since I was going to get rid of bells and whistles, that that's what I fully rely on and that is my path. And bless everybody, no, (laughs) no. So it occurred to me though, when I was reading them all, that I haven't really explained my path in a hot minute. So after much wrangling of my hands and an extensive onslaught of what kind of witch am I anyway, emails. And after releasing that episode about going feral, I have decided to talk about it one time just briefly. After that, I'll probably be done with it, but I do reckon that there are those who haven't listened to the podcast since 2019, and maybe they don't know, so that's okay. Here's who I am, honey. Y'all, I am from River Folk, and that's kind of important. That's the beginnings for me. To be very specific, Elk River in North Alabama, right underneath the Tennessee line. It's this little wonderland that digs in sort of at the very beginning of the Appalachian Trail. And my practice, it reflects that historicity of that place. Um, there are rooty kind of moorings in my practice, backwoods traditions, and a little bit of ancestral influences that have also built me as a witch. And my dedication to the path, although I was always one, always a witch, but my dedication to the path started somewhere back in the mid-70s in a grove of pine trees in Alabama. I do remember what was happening. I do remember the song I was hearing from my AM FM radio. It was Dancing in the Moonlight. I don't remember who wrote that. They did a redo of it sometime in the late 90s, but it was Dancing in the Moonlight. And it was um, at dusk, so that's how long. (laughs) I think that was 1974. I am a pagan witch, and that is a critical designation for me. But I'm also not Wiccan. I hold a lot of Wiccan people in high esteem, and I call many of them friends. I don't know, y'all. It could be that my resistance to explaining the nuts and bolts of my craft have left a lot of folks at a loss, which could also explain the response to my going feral and its assumption that I already do, you know, rely on the trappings and glitter of the magical world. And honestly, that couldn't be further from the truth, but I get it. I get it. The secrecy of any path can lead to confusion. So let me dig in a little bit deeper here. Those bells and whistles I spoke about in my last podcast, well, for me, they go past tarot cards and pendulums and things of that ilk. I love those, by the way, (laughs) especially my Brian Froud deck. I love that deck. But my new journey considers in weighs other comforts that I would like to slice off of my witchcraft for the coming year, but just in an effort to sort of dig way past what I thought were extraneous helpers and tools. In fact, a lot more... I guess I'm cleaving from some methodologies and spellways here. I'm of a certain age, and I really would like to push myself to learn deeper, thicker craftings. And I promise y'all, if you think you've already learned everything, well, you've already also done yourself a disservice So this is exciting for me. And I get that what I've been talking about is, I guess, somewhat, okay, very subjective and hard to understand. I get it. And I guess I was sharing it a little bit early and I don't know, sometimes I overshare. Let's see what else about me that y'all don't know. If you've not listened to the podcast this whole time, you may have missed it. So let's see. I'm an organic permaculture microfarmer who also just works very hard to take care of any habitat or land and bring it back into balance. Um, I'm a professor of literature, got my doctorate in 2006, but I taught since 2000. Um, I write creative nonfiction under my government name, and more and more I have been giving thought to exploding that little fracture between those two names. I'm a grandma, and honestly, everything I've just listed here was not an order of priority. (laughs) She's sort of first for me. I adore her. I won't be sharing her picture ever, no matter how, I guess, public I get. I don't want her to be exposed like that to the public because y'all know that it can be a really horrific, dangerous place to be. And while I'm willing to take risks for me, not so willing to do it for that little girl. Oh, well, there is other stuff. Let's see. I have a coven. I teach that coven, but they also teach me. It's tiny. It's local. And we're all of kind of a like mind. And they are truly my family. If y'all remember Shannon from the break I took and a student of mine, not really a student yet, but an auditor, did that post for me, that podcast podcast. Well, she is initiating this coming week. She has completed all of those secret <laughs> uh, lessons that she needed to. And my heart is telling me to do it. I haven't initiated anyone one since um, 2016. And that one was a mistake. <laughs> you know, bless them, go in peace. But that one was a mistake. Of my existing students that are in the coven Well, I don't know. Would we call them students if they've graduated? I don't think so. But you get the idea. The ones that remain were initiated uh, 10 and 11 years ago. So this is kind of a big deal. (laughs) I'm super particular. Because when you're going to work with someone, you've got to be able to work with them and commit time to them and assure that you can work together. That sort of thing. And Shannon fits in. But more than that, and I do realize I don't, you know, I share with you all of my personal stuff, and I don't think, I think I'm very protective of my craft, and I don't think I'm sharing a lot of it, and I don't think that that's okay for me to try to do past whatever I'm comfortable with. So back to my sentence, y'all know how I walk around a mulberry bush. More than that, I feel called to teach Shannon. And I feel that she has called to teach me a few things. And so, leaving all the rest of that into, you know, into the mystic where it belongs, that will be my newest student and the first one I've had in uh, seven years, somewhere in there. Let's see. You know, the reason I've been sharing and gutting up this journey with you is it was sort of my hope that if somebody else, if some heart out there had ever given some thought to going off-road, well, then my little narration might be intriguing in some way. While many of us, um, way more than you think, can just actually stomp our foot and bring something to fruition, my path actually, y'all, it insists that I also weigh in the land, its spirits, my ancestors, the creatures of the wood. You know, I am sworn to them. And uh, my great mother, I know you've heard me call her Big Mama, I am a goddess worshiper. And to be honest with y'all, it's just so private. You know, my knees will crash into red clay soil before you can melt butter on a hot biscuit if she whispers in my ear. I just forget to talk about it, or I'm not led to talk about it. Not too much, anyway. And so the work I'm speaking of, especially that last podcast or two, is the one that is going to require me to ask, you know, somewhere out there in the company of trees, what else I need to be learning or what I might need to lose or what I might need to experience. And it's scary and fun and weird and wonderful. So thanks to everyone who wrote in and kind of jostled my old ass, you know, You helped me to articulate what I meant, and for that, I'm grateful. That's who I am, an old country witch from Riverfolk, practicing a very old magic out here in the woods. And those bells and whistles that I was speaking of, they really do go past the witch aesthetic. Some of those bells and whistles for me, and maybe I shouldn't have called them that, Some of those for me also include things like the comfort of my bed. (laughs) You know, i.e. the camping I'm going to be doing to get, I guess, um, closer to what I need to know. I want to do divination methods that require me to have nothing on me. And yes, I can just close my eyes. I'm trying to see if there are ways that we can bushcraft witchcraft. And maybe that is for my students. Maybe it's something fun that I could find that I could use that would be fun for me. Um, Ways to connect that have little to do with plastic or pre-made ceramics. I mean, I'm sorry it's not clear quite yet, but I'm on the journey. And I've gotten a good response from some of you, at least over in Patreon, that do want to hear more about it. But I certainly don't want to, I guess, bore anybody. Okay, well, let's see um, more about me that maybe you don't know. I mean, I ended up getting a whole lot of new followers and I'm so, I'm so honored. But I reckon not everybody's listened all the way through. <laughs> and so here you go. Here's your midway point because I plan on continuing in this podcast endeavor. and uh and see what else about me that maybe you don't know that would help clear up a lot of, you know, shit and shinola. I don't follow the rule of three. I hope that any of my Wiccan friends would nod their head and let that go. I listen to something else, and that's private. But I, I would say that I'm a very ethical witch. I think I am. I'm way more worried about balance than I am anything else. And rules, <laughs> rules don't work well with me, honey bunny. Bad children. I'm a witch. I cannot. And it's just seemed to me, and let me just, you know, tread respectfully on this particular ground, but for me, those rules and those strictures that institutions, and you know, honey, some witchcraft institutions can be like that. They can. And they just sort of echo a lot of that policement, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes even that patriarchal reinforcement. Of those ideals that put me in a box, and I I can't do it. I can't do it. It divorces me away from the deep, guttural thump of witchcraft. And if I went that route, if I'd ever gone that route, I believe it would have killed the magic in me. And um, everybody has their opinion, they're like assholes. We know that. But unless you knew me very, very well, There's no way you could tell whether or not those rules would have killed it. And I think they would have. I really do believe that in my heart. I'm a wilder witch. To use a word that both Byron and I are using frequently these days, I am interested in becoming even more feral. (laughs) So that balance that I speak of, they're not rules. They're, well, they're compromises, they're adjustments, they're discussions. That I have with my big mama, with the trees, with my ancestors, like I've said, with the land. And um, I'm very attuned to that. I'm very disciplined by that. And I think the reason it, that kind of witchcraft works for me is because they let me run crazy. <laughs> uh, most of the time. I- I've been slapped in the head once or twice. But, you know, they let me be me. And... It automatically insists that I change upon occasion and grow and evolve and become more or deeper because there's not just a set of rules that I click through, if that makes any sense. It's a great mystery. I'm not going to be able to explain a great mystery. It'll give you a headache and a heartbeat, baby. But I hope I've been a little bit more clear on who I am. Let's push this even further. Come on, y'all. Let's push it further. Let's see. I despise Facebook drama. It tends not to come my way. I've done a lot of spell work on that. And it tends not to, you know, you, you don't dip your toe in that water. Your feet won't get wet. And I just stay out of it. Occasionally, something will upset me enough to say something. I just assure that anything I say is something that I'd publish and be okay with. It's one of the reasons I wouldn't ever consider writing on a national platform for anything about witchcraft. It just, um, well, I don't feel like defending my craft. And I don't really want to engage in the political side of witchcraft and honey. It can get very political. And that's antithetical to my soul. (laughs) Y'all know my feelings on things like that and dogma. And it's just, um, mm mm-mm. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I've got better uses of my time. So there's that. I have experienced Christian trauma. After all, I've I've been born and raised and lived in the Deep South most of my life, except for that three-year hiatus. So I have experienced it. However, I do have Christian family and friends. And as long as they're respectful of me, And don't do that proselytizing that I cannot bear. Oh, that'll make me real pissed in a heartbeat. Honey, I'll throw a pentagram at you. (laughs) Don't even try it. But as long as that's not the case, and everybody's in their own little happy spiritual world, I have no reason to cleave myself from them. That's their path. And I don't want to do to them what's been done the other direction. So I do have friends that are Christian. I'm not sorry about that. I tend to be, and this is going to shock y'all, extraordinarily private. (laughs) Not going to shock you a bit, is it? I don't go to festivals. I don't go to conferences. I used to, actually, with my government job as a professor, but I, I don't tend to do it. It doesn't mean I won't ever do it. It's just not in my wheelhouse, really. This is the way that I connect with the outside world. Well, as a witch. Well, I reckon that's enough. I don't know how much of this I'll keep, but I had quite a lot of inquiry into who I am just based off of that podcast, and maybe that'll clear up some of it. I don't know. And if it doesn't, that's enough. I'm not really willing to go any further. And um, since that is enough, I wanted to tell y'all that I am running a new giveaway. I don't have a whole lot to give away. (laughs) Don't get too excited. However, if you've ever looked into my little Etsy shop where I do small things, merch, I think they call it. I have a Witchify Every Damn Thing coaster, and it's um, beautiful marble, beautiful. And I'm going to give away one of those coasters this month. I'll send it out in February, so it'll be an M. Bulky present. And the only way you have to enter to get this thing is to write in and tell me a story about how you are going feral in your own craft, if you are. Ways that you are knocking the dust off. Ways that you are digging a little bit deeper into who you are as a witch. And I only have two of these. So two people will be getting them and not everybody can get one because of the quantity. But I still would like to read y'all's letters on the air about that if you don't mind. And I'll announce the winner On February 2nd. In the meantime, I want y'all to give Byron Ballard a bit of a shout out. I want you to support this beautiful work she's got coming up. I'm writing a book as well, but it has more to do with the intersections between farming and the craft, and it's almost done, so I'm very excited. Her work, I think, is critical, so keep your eyes and ears open for that one. But one last thing let's hear a word from our sponsor. Y'all need to check out Hadcraft Farm, an organic farm that focuses on community, especially as it pertains to women, queer folk, and witches. Leanne, the resident farmer and crafter, makes every beautiful piece of clothing right there on her farm in Corduwa Swamp. All of her fabrics used in her craft are made of natural fibers or remnants saved from a landfill. She focuses on making sizes that flatter all bodies and goes out of her way to craft any size with no extra charge whenever possible. Y'all need to check out those special runs of garments that have been rain-dyed under full moons, as well as other sacred holidays. Y'all can find these wondrous creations over at hadcraftfarm.com and also on Instagram. Support witches, y'all! Also, I want to thank my new patrons. It's just been wonderful to get this kind of support and the change that I wanted to make where I do longer podcasts and more of them is right around the spring corner at this point and it's because of you. This combined effort is allowing me to slim down all of the adjunct teaching jobs I have and sink in over here. So for that support, I am ever grateful. So thank you to Damon, Laura from New Hampshire, Lorraine, Amanda, and Amelia. You are making all the difference. But before I go, y'all, I was so into writing this spell earlier today. And uh, this is not it what I'm about to tell you, but it's around it. And I wanted to speak to it really quickly. We all suffer from depression and Or just feeling, you know, kind of like shit some days, or magic isn't working, damn it this world isn't hard to struggle through and keep your magical sensibilities around you, I get it. But one of the things I've noticed about me is, you know, I've got all these dogs and kitties. I also have other animals, but the dogs and kitties are the ones I'm speaking to today. Because, you know, familiars are not the only important animal you might have. Familiar is very specific to your craft, but I also have companions and guardians, and they're not all the same thing, and they don't have all the same job, and I've noticed that when I'm downtrodden, struggling in some way, and today starting to feel fairly sick, my animals, you know what they want more than anything, honestly, except for one fat kitty I got more than food. They want eye contact. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. They are desperately seeking your eyes. And I know that when I'm not feeling up to par or going through a thing, I tend to avoid their eyes and thereby miss, let's see, comfort, messages, magic, all kinds of things. So what I've started to do is to force my eyes to stop. And look in their eyes and acknowledge them and whatever they're trying to say or ask. Say their name as I'm doing it. Pat their head at least three, four times a day. And I know that can be kind of hard, but it led me to do a, a very neat spell for the land animals that are around and specifically those that help us with our craft. And I think, I think we miss it. I think we miss it or we avoid it. You know, it's sort of like that thing where you kind of want to cry and then some sweet soul comes up and hugs you and that makes you do it. I think that's why we avoid their eyes. I think that's why we're doing it. But that's not how we're supposed to live. Personally, I want to live authentically. And if it means I got to have a damn good cry while holding a kitty cat, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. You know? It's what i got to do. Holding in is not a great idea. I mean, if you're at work, that's one thing, but I didn't know if y'all have also noticed this propensity in us to avoid eye contact with our familiars and our helpers and our comforters. But they need it to live. They need it to feel better and feel whole and know that they are loved back. So, give it a try. At the end of the day, we don't deserve them. It's the least we can do. Sorry for that. I know this podcast is a little bit all over the place. I told you, I think I'm getting sick. You're gonna have to deal with my old crazy country witch ass. Ooh, wait, one last thing. I have decided to brave up and do a video of me cooking something. It's one of my things. I'm a kitchen witch and well, I'm a kitchen witch and a garden witch and it all ties together for me. But I didn't know what you wanted, and if I left it wide open, there's no telling what I'd get. Here you go. Here are your options, and this is a vote. So, do write in on email, and all my patrons, I'm just going to throw up one of those little survey things, little questionnaire, and they're going to get a vote, too, because, I mean, without them, we couldn't even be here, but all y'all need to write in. Here are your options, and I will be nervous. I've never done anything on video before. But according to my sons, I cook like a crazy bitch, so that is what we're gonna do. Now, do y'all want a pear and goat cheese pecan tart? That is an option. Do y'all want to see me actually put together my Cuban pork butt, which is heaven, but messy? Believe me, everybody will cry if they eat it. Or do y'all want... Hmm... Well, this is crazy fattening so you may not want this one but do y'all want my low country boil baked grits Mm-hmm. they're delightful but you'll need to take an aspirin with it so write me in those are the three things i think i'm willing to go for because they include like a side dish or a meat or dessert And I will get that for you. I will record that for you, and I will put it out there with the recipe. It's time to get me out there a little bit more. As soon as I get that patronage built up again, honey, i tell y'all what I'm planning on doing. And that's going to involve a lot of video. So, write in and tell me what you want to know how to cook. And I warn you, it will come along with mistakes, and I'll probably cuss because I can't help it. (laughs) I'm cooking, and it'll be real, and it'll be from the country of Alabama. So pick one of those. I want to know what your vote is. All right, I better get out of here, y'all. I feel like I got a fever, and I still have to feed the bunny rabbits outside and check on that one chicken that's all by herself and potty the dogs. But I wanted to know I love you, and looking forward to hearing from y'all. Talk to you next week, though. Blessed be. Love y'all like chicken. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the deep south.